Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Antonia. She isn't real either, is she? Nothing here is. Nothing here matters. You know, maybe this isn't about an empty house. Maybe it's about that empty chair on the bridge of the Enterprise. Ever since I left Starfleet, I haven't made a difference. Captain of the Enterprise. That's right. Close to retirement? I'm not planning on it. Let me tell you something. Don't. Don't let them promote you. Don't let them transfer you. Don't let them do anything that takes you off the bridge of that ship because while you're there, you can make a difference. Come back with me. Help me stop Soren. Make a difference again. Who am I to argue with the captain of the Enterprise? What's the name of that planet? Viridian 3? Yes. I take it the odds are against us and the situation is grim. You could say that. You know, if Spock were here, he'd say that I was an irrational, illogical human being for taking on a mission like that. Sounds like fun. Welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we review the movie that brings TNG to the big screen, drops the Roman numerals from the title, and bridges the old with the new. It's 1994's Star Trek Generations. But first, he's the overly emotional android to my under-emotional Frenchie. It's James. How are you doing, James? (laughs) Frenchie with an English accent. Yes. Well, you know, as only... Sir Patrick Stewart can deliver. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Watching this uh, made me long for the days when it didn't sound like he had smoked 17 uh, fucking cartons of Marlboro Reds before he walked on set. (laughs) And he's the head of engineering that never goes to engineering. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Where is engineering? Yeah, that's it's a lot like real life. Like where's it and yeah. What does IT stand for? You're right. It's magnets. How do they work? I, pencils. Pencils. How do they work? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. You two are dumb. <laughs> uh, James, what's happening around CBC? Uh, lots of stuff going on this week around Creative Brain Candy Media Cooperative. First and foremost, I'll go ahead and pimp myself because that's what I fucking do here. Cigars and Coffee, Episode 3, drive Through Coffee and Cuban Cigars is out with myself uh, and Tim. Uh, so check that out over on the Simply Stogies YouTube channel or or you can probably go to creativebraincandy.com and click the link there. I think there's a link. Yeah, there is. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, also, episode 35 of Simply Stogies uh, podcast came out. Project E Gran Ola review uh, from Epic Cigars. I give you my thoughts on that cigar as well as tell you why it's important. We came out with a statement of ethics and what that's all about. Catobophobia episode 13, building routines and fighting authority is out. Uh, the boys talk about, guess what? Building routines and fighting authority because fuck the man. Episode 114 of Bad Gamers Anonymous, mild stomping grounds. Uh, they did Ghost of Tsushima or Tsushima, depending on which voice actor decided to read the line the wrong way. And I'm not sure who did what, but I did host the show this week. Uh, go check that out. Uh, Ice Forward March will have a new episode coming out. So check that out with uh, Sergeant Seagar. Uh, I think is uh, what they go by over there. I'm not really 100% sure, but that sounds about right. And last and certainly not least, uh, the girls over at STD out every Thursday, FYI. Uh, They're talking about the bedroom strangler. Don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) Wait, what's the bedroom strangler's name? 
Russell Johnson, I think. I don't know, but hey, you, I don't know. I, like, what's a what's a bedroom strangler? That's, like that's when you don't use your safe word, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, look, if you can't look, if you're gagged, you've got to have like a tap out thing. Yeah, right. And if you're bound, you got to snap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hard, guys. Figure this out. Come you on. You know a, a, a lot about safe words and safe motions. Well, you Jason, know, he, he does like to pimp himself out, apparently. <laughs> what I what I know about safe words, passwords, and other things that go on in the bedroom uh, could fill a fucking encyclopedia. How many pages? Two? Uh, well, it depends on how big the encyclopedia is. Fr- front and back? Like if, like maybe well, a that, that's what we're asking. Double, how big would that encyclopedia be? I mean, how much knowledge do you have? Is it like a, a page and a half double spaced or cornucopia uh, of knowledge? Font? Cornuco- okay, so it's about Cornu- corn. Gotcha. So it's probably <laughs> well, volume. Naturally, naturally, naturally. There you go. Also, while you're out there uh, screwing around on the fucking internet, looking up safe words, passwords, and whatever else I was fucking talking about, cornucopias. Uh, make sure you check out the latest and first episode of uh, Creative Brain Candy's Brainstorm. That's out there on the YouTube channel. Or you can go to creativebraincandy.com. Check that out. There will be a new episode next Saturday or this upcoming Saturday, I guess I should say, depending on, you know, where you're at in the space-time continuum. Uh, so check that out. Uh, if you are a creator and you want to join this, this media co-op, which raises the tides of all the ships in the sea except this one, because status is indeed a shit show. Uh, it's the anchor that holds them all in place. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that is about right. We go don't to want them to drift Brain. too far. <laughs> uh, CreativeBreakGetty.com. Click the apply button and we too can show you how to not get good. Well, we will. We'll, we'll help you out. We've been, I've been podcasting for 10 years. Like, we'll help you. I'm joking. But status is a shit show. <laughs> wow. All right, Rob, uh, you got some news for us this week. I do. Uh, this is good news for everybody except Jason. Um, <laughs> they have announced the release date for Star Trek Discovery Season 3. Uh, that is going to be on October 15th. So right Yay. after uh, Lower Decks finishes. Um, uh, it starts up basically the next week. Yay, congratulations. Woo. Mark your calendar. Except Jason. Yeah, I'll be skipping that. <laughs> what else you got? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Why do you insist on skipping Star Trek? I don't insist on skipping Star well, Trek. I insist on skipping be the Discovery. Fall. That'll be the fall. That's not the summer of Star Trek. That's the fall of communism. Uh, what? Well, Black Widow comes out in the fall. You got to go watch that. The, it's I guess Russian. it could be the FOSS, the fall of shit shows. I don't know. Ooh. So you're going to watch 112263 multiple times and, and listen to Sadis and uh Metropolis 2 Electric Boogaloo <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Electric there you go Boogaloo What else All you right. got Well um apparently um there is some research out there and a little bit of a study um this guy put some stuff together based off of three different studies and uh has come up with what is going to save us from space radiation when we go to Mars? Oh, I think I saw this. Yeah, it's going to be the uh, Chernobyl fungus. Yeah. Yep. 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 Fungus from specifically Chernobyl. Apparently, huh? yeah. Huh. Apparently, uh, one of the, uh, like rust and melanin is real good at uh, uh, being radiation shields. Um and they looked at specifically some fungus that was from Chernobyl that they took up uh, into space, and it was able to produce compounds and things like that, and looks like it might be viable for um, blocking radiation. So we're just going to we're going to block ourselves from the space radiation and irradiate ourselves with some Chernobyl sunscreen. I think they could probably block the radiation coming from the fungus if the radiation is being blocked by the fungus from yeah cosmic rays. Yeah, what whatever. We're just changing one radiation for the other, um, and we are going to be going to Mars in a uh, shit tube. 
A shit or, tube? Yeah, <laughs> shit sure. Tube? Shit, shit tube, maybe a mushroom. Uh, we're just going to be a giant uh, fungus. Yeah, that's right. They're gonna thing. they're gonna just yeah. grow a giant mushroom, and that's yeah. that's how we'll get. Yeah, that's well, how that no, works. I just Rob. no, I I envision the workers uh, when they go to uh, build this spaceship, they're just gonna like put their hand into a vat of fungus and just start smearing it on the walls like um, bus stop bathrooms uh, are with shit, right? You know this, don't you, Jason? Wow. Bus, wow. Bus, you went to a really dark place, Rob. I did, didn't I? I'm sorry. Like a really weird place? I'm not. Like <laughs> what bus well, stop bathroom are you going to that have fucking shit smeared on the walls? This is gross. I can't even believe only, we're Only the good about ones this. that keep you uh, inoculated from Corona Media. So I don't know about bus stops and bus stop bathrooms, but bus station bathrooms are typically pretty clean. I mean, I only frequent the cleanest of bus stations because gotcha. I prefer a higher class client clientele. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. My bad. My bad. I, I tell you what, let's rewind and let's, uh, let's bring it on back um, and talk a little bit about some time travel. Oh, good God. Yes, sir. So according to um, an article that uh, I found, um, no, not really. Crowley found it, gave it to me, which I'm not sure why he's perpetuating my time travel fetish, but whatever. Well, I'm just glad you finally admitted it's a fucking fetish. Oh, it is. It's like yeah, you like, and feet. I'm not sure why. Well, I'm sorry, safe words. Your, you and safe words. Yeah. Right. <laughs> your when you're in the bedroom safe. with your wife, do you guys, do you make a role play that you're that like you went back in time or you're from the future? Or? Yeah. She goes, Hey, Mr. Spaceman, time traveling spaceman. Who are you? Take me back. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so uh, some uh, people in uh, Los Alamos, um, they used a quantum computer to simulate time travel, and they demonstrated the fact that in the quantum realm, um, there is no butterfly effect. You Basically, things that you do in the quantum realm don't necessarily uh, uh, ripple out, which is like, to me, no shit, Sherlock. I've seen Ant-Man and Ant-Man 2. I know that quantum realm doesn't affect, get affected. I think it's I think it's a little different from Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, so time is different in, when you get down to to the quantum level. Yes, yeah, you can live forever in there. Just ask uh, uh, Janet Van Dyne. She had Michelle aged Pfeiffer. a little bit too while she was down mm, there. Yeah, so. but she still looked good. You could also ask uh, baby Ant-Man because, you know, he did get changed into a baby because so he went back in time to when he was a baby and then peed himself. I've seen the movies. Uh, are you done with the news? Do you have anything else? Oh, no, no, I got I got one more. Oh, I just God. I did that one. I did that one because Crowley wanted me to. Yeah, um, but I didn't want you to do it like that. I wanted you to actually talk about it. And instead, you went to no. the MCU. No, no, it's fine. Do whatever you want to do. It's your segment. I don't give a shit. I gave you gold, and Excellent. you somehow turned it into podcast fucking aluminum. I don't well, even I'm, know how you did this. Very, he's an very carefully. And I, <laughs> you're, the, I am. you're the opposite of the golden goose. I'm you a wizard, give this Harry. Guy gold, and all of a sudden, like gold's worth nothing. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up the MCU because it has been officially oh. announced that um, Haley Steinfeld is going to play Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. Kate so, Bishop. Yeah, apparently. Um, Who is that? She is she is a character that takes over the mantle of Hawkeye um, from Hawkeye in the comics. Um, she was the third person to take on the title of Hawkeye after Barton. And then um, Wyatt McDonald. I don't even know who Wyatt McDonald is. But anyway, she is a skilled archer and a martial artist. And it has been confirmed that she will be in the Disney Plus show uh, Hawkeye. Even after they like denied it way back in September wait, of wait, last wait. year. They're giving Hawkeye a fucking Disney Plus show? Yeah. Yes. Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake. They announced that way back in September. Yeah. That's part of the phase four. Yeah. Look. Do you either of you two still have Disney Plus? Yeah. Yes. I've got it. Yeah, I, I, I signed too, up but, for three years. Yeah, I did too, because you got the best deal if you signed up for three years. I'm gonna be honest. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. 
Like I've, I literally watched the Mandalorian on it and that's it. Well, you're going to um, watch the Mandalorian again here short, shortly. Well, I know it's coming out again, but you know what? It, I could just do uh, with this, what I did with CBS all access, which is just buy it when I need it. I, yeah, I will say there's not, there hasn't been a lot of utility with Disney plus, although I've, I've used it a lot more than that. Um, so uh, we're going through all the MCU movies again, and that's, really convenient that it's on Disney plus except for the fucking Spider-Man movies, which pisses me off. Well, that's cause those are Sony properties, Right. But still, I mean, they could throw it up on Disney plus. Come on. Cause Disney yeah, was maybe. involved. Mm, I know yeah. it has to do with licensing yeah. and distribution rights and blah, 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 blah. But it's still fucking pain in yeah. the ass. Whenever I'm trying to go through all the MCU movies in a row, I get to a Spider-Man movie and then I got to change platforms. So are you are you going through the movies in chronological order or in the order that they were released? Uh, release order. Okay. Okay. I think I don't I don't I don't want to go down this road, but I'm going to because I'm just so disappointed with the gold nugget that I gave Rob and he turned it into a pile of shit. Uh, that's the wrong way to watch the MCU. Why? Because it doesn't make sense. You should watch it in chronological order, and then it all makes so much more sense. It makes sense the way it is anyway. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking try and map out all of the goddamn. You movies. don't have to try. It's on the internet, ready to go. Here, let me do some research on the fly and help you. Yeah, don't. The I don't care. Way. Don't give a shit. I'm not gonna do it. So just stop. Dude, I, I put the proper way to watch, and it says MCU. Um, that's let, let's that's Rob logic right there. The proper way to watch, know. and then it replies all the MCU. Marvel. Yeah, uh, yeah, all the Marvel movies. All right, so the first one you want to start with is um, Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay, because that takes place during World War II. Yeah, Correct. I know, I know. Okay. Number the second one you want to watch cares. is Captain Marvel. Moving on. It takes place in 1995. <laughs> oh my god. Who's ready for a pod you've crawl? Got, the third you've one. Of, you've kind is of been Iron up for Man. You, you still you uh yeah, do a pod crawl before I just keep dunking on Rob. All right, let's do this. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod. Crawl the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent insert it deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information a shiny bottle of Dom Perignon 22 65 tumbles through space until it crashes against the side of the newly built Enterprise B this will mark the spot where a giant hole will appear shortly it's a media frenzy as Captain Cameron takes the ship out of space dock on a quick run around the block Aboard for this momentous occasion are Captains Kirk, Chekhov, and Scott. But it wouldn't be an Enterprise maiden voyage if disaster didn't strike, and the ship wasn't ready to deal with it. There are two ships in the vicinity that are being ripped apart by a gravitational something or other, and as always, the Enterprise is the only ship that can save them. Captain Cameron orders the Enterprise to assist, but half of the ship isn't being delivered by Amazon until Tuesday, so their options are limited. Realizing his way over his head, he gives control to Kirk, who immediately puts the brand new ride into harm's way. They have no photon torpedoes, so they simulate one with the deflector dish, which Kirk has to go down and reprogram with a bunch of punch cards like an old mainframe computer. They manage to beam aboard about a third of the passengers on one of the endangered ships, and then punch their way out of the space wave, but not before the space wave punches a hole in the Enterprise, sucking Kirk out to his death. Fast forward to the 24th century, where the next-gen crew are cosplaying as late 18th-century naval officers. Worth is getting a promotion, and will soon be going to a special kind of purgatory called Deep Space Nine. To prove he's worthy of being a lieutenant commander, he has to jump for his hat, or get wet trying in what is the tamest hazing ritual known to the history of the universe. Picard gets a message from home that shakes him to his core, and he's in a dark mood as they get a distress signal from a research post nearby. He delegates to Riker, who obviously doesn't want the gerb, and then retires to his ready room. Romulans have ransacked the research station looking for trilithium, a mystical form of lithium that is even more mystical than dilithium. One of the survivors, Dr. Soren, is eager to get back to his research, 
but Picard isn't allowing anyone back to the research station until the investigation is complete. Data, who has recently installed his emotion chip and is now fully bipolar, is assisting Geordi in the mystery of the Romulan attack when Soren shows up and incapacitates LaForge. Data, experiencing fear for the first time, is frozen in place as Soren fires a trilithium probe at the local star and causes its collapse and subsequent shockwave. Riker and Worth head over to save the day, but Soren is beamed aboard a cloaked bird of prey with Geordi in tow. The Enterprise pulls out of the system just as everything is being obliterated by the shockwave. While trying to locate where Soren might have gone, Picard joins Data in stellar cartography to figure out what Soren was trying to do. When Data gets mopey for not helping his friend, Picard tells him to suck it up and do his gerb. They determine that the space wave is being redirected to the Viridian system, and that Soren wants to propose to it on Viridian 3. When the Enterprise D arrives, the Klingon ship uncloaks and proposes a prisoner exchange, Picard for Geordi. Picard agrees, but only if they will beam him down to the planet so he can talk some sense into Soren. After LaForge is cleared for duty and cleans up, he returns to engineering. The Klingons implanted a GoPro in his visor, though, so they can see everything he does. As he does his rounds in engineering, he reveals the Enterprise's shield frequency, which the Klingons then use to start throwing torpedoes that burn right through the shields. Data does some more punch card reprogramming and forces the Bird of Prey to cloak, which drops their shield and Riker shoots the Bird of Prey in the face with a torpedo. The Big E is heavily damaged, though, and Deanna is driving, so it crashes into the planet. Picard, Whoa. meanwhile, is crawling through rocks and getting his ass handed to him by Soren. The probe launches, the sun collapses, the ribbon swallows Picard and Soren, and the system is destroyed. The end. But wait, there's more. Picard <laughs> is enjoying a Dickens Christmas with his non-existent family. He's thrilled until he gets a visit from the ghost of TNG past. She tells him it's not real, and that Kirk is also having too much fun, so he should get him to help stop Soren. Picard finds Kirk at his cabin in the mountains, turns on buzzkill mode, and they both head back to the past to stop Doc Brown from destroying the solar system. Kirk takes the fighting duties since Picard has already had his as handed to him once, and Picard goes to stop the probe. But Soren cloaks the probe launcher, since that's a thing, and Kirk sacrifices himself to recover the remote from the bottom of the couch, and save the solar system. Picard piles rocks on Kirk's corpse, Riker helps him find his family album amongst the wreckage of the Enterprise, Data finds Spot who doesn't seem to be happy to be found, and roll everyone getting rescued by the Farragut, which will be destroyed in a few years, credits. <laughs> Spot got fat, just, spoiler, like, I don't know what, what fucking nutrition regimen Data put that cat on, but Jesus Christ, that cat was a fat fuck by the end, by the end of that movie. <laughs> well, I mean... What was that cat that that shilled that cat food? Um, uh, whiskers. I think it was Whiskers. Didn't Whiskers Garfield. have that what? that kind of? That was lasagna, asshole. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Garfield. Never mind. Fuck you, Rob. I hate you so much. Yep. Uh, no, the fourth movie you want to watch is Iron Man. God 2. damn it! Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Can I mute his track? I'm muting his track. Yeah. Oh I'm yeah. Kick just him from Discord. Yeah. Oh my yep. god. Just you and I today. So podcast this old. was this was filmed in 1994, correct? Filmed in 93. Okay, so no, 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 in, no. I think it was filmed in 94 because they released or they filmed it like six months or so before they released it because they filmed yeah, it, it right quick, after TNG the turnaround. series yeah. wrapped. Like they were, yeah, they were ramping up for the movie yeah. while they were winding down TNG. Yeah. In fact, Correct. they they filmed the uh, the Enterprise B stuff while they were filming while they were wrapping up TNG. Yeah, because they didn't need the uh, yeah they other... didn't need the TNG crew there. Right. So okay, so nineteen ninety four. Um yep. We've been to space with the space shuttle, right? A couple of times. By that yeah. Point. By that time, yeah. right? Yeah. We yeah. know how liquid works mm-hmm. in space. Mm-hmm. So. Why did that champagne bottle explode and look like, you know, it splashed everywhere instead of globbing up? CGI in had space. not. Uh, yeah, I don't know because they didn't want to pay for Terminator effects. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, is that really like that's the 
your number one takeaway from this movie is no. That's just the first. No, no, that's oh, just that's the, the first, first one. Okay. I'm curious. I'm one. curious to know There's if others. that bottle would actually hold up in a vacuum, because I mean those contents are well, under pressure. It's, it's champagne it's bottles. Space have, champagne. Well, I know, but champagne. It's Dom Perignon, and uh, from twenty two something or twenty two sixty five. It was in the pod crawl. Oh, there you Did go. you not hear the pod crawl? Were you no? I else? mute. Were you? I mute the pod crawl. <laughs> He was he was researching MCU movies. Oh, <laughs> I was the fifth one you want to watch is The Incredible Hulk. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> no, champagne bottles have a, a thicker glass on them to contain the pressure uh, from the carbonation of the of the wine. But now I want you to shut the fuck up. Let's stop yeah. talking about the goddamn. <laughs> I'm just curious bottle. to know if it would actually hold up in a vacuum if if the pressure from you know Earth's atmosphere. Helps keep that that bottle intact. Moving yeah, on. I don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit about the fucking champagne bottle except you two clowns. Like, I don't know. Like that's like, I get that it was like the first ten minutes of the movie, and if you were stoned, <laughs> it felt like it was a half an hour long watching this fucking champagne bottle just turn in space. Like I didn't care. I didn't give a fuck. Uh, fun fact though, I did have a uh, Captain Kirk. Uh, Star Trek Generations action figure that came with a champagne bottle. Nice. So yeah. a champagne bottle and, will not explode in and space. And he was in a spacesuit because the original, when they filmed it, there, there's a deleted scene where he's in a spacesuit and he throws the bottle and then they beam him back in and he takes the, the, the thing off. Oh, okay. So he was the one that threw ah. it. I didn't know he was who indeed. Threw it. I was wondering. Yeah. I, I figured they just shut it out of the torpedo tube. It's not the search for Spock or fucking Wrath of the Con or whatever the fuck. Well, they've been doing, they did that a lot. So I figured. There's always a know. goddamn photon torpedoes unless they weren't delivered by Amazon by Tuesday. Right. Right. There's, yeah. there's photon torpedoes and they always do some sort of surgery with plug and play um, objects. Here's what I want to know is where was TMZ during. Uh, the first six movies. <laughs> That's a good question. There's, yeah. there's no ready. TMZ, but this fucking movie, goddamn TMZ is right there to watch fucking Kirk fucking uh, say engage. Kirk was yeah. about to steal him another ship. He was. Yeah, he, was. Yeah. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> he was. He, tried. he was ready to to take on that captain's chair, but he yeah. decided no. I'll take a. I'll. I'll go down and and save the ship by repro. And I never, I have never liked that aspect about TNG where they they're flipping all those isolinear chips everywhere to reprogram shit. That that is the dumbest <laughs> fucking like way to card. program something. It's punch card, uh, punch card. Uh, yeah, uh, I, computers. I just don't, yeah, punch card. I've never understood that. I know it's it's visual, and it it. it it shows well on the screen, but it just makes absolutely no fucking sense. And yeah. does Star Trek just hate George Takai? Um, yes. No, but George Takai hates Star Trek. He hates yeah. he hates Shatner that much that he won't show up for a fucking movie. Same with uh, same with uh, the rest of them. Like I, that, no, at that point, I think the feud was on pretty much with everybody. But they got Chekhov and they got uh, uh, Scotty Doohan to fucking suck it up and show up. Well, they they originally wanted uh, DeForest Kelly and Leonard Nimoy, but DeForest Kelly was in pretty poor health at this point, and he couldn't get insurance to be on the set. And Leonard Nimoy read the script and, and passed because he said there's nothing in it that's special to Spock. Anybody could say these lines, and it wouldn't change the movie in any way. And so they well, gave no, those no. lines to Scotty and proved him right. Yeah, but see, if Spock was on the sh uh, the the movie would have been over after the first ten fifteen minutes because Spock would have been able to save both yeah. ships. That's a good point. <laughs> like that's why Scotty. That's why they needed Scotty and not Spock because Spock would have figured it the fuck out, and Scotty's yeah. the one who's going to fuck it up. And now that's why Kirk had to quote unquote die. But the reason that Takai didn't come on board was because they wanted him to be the helmsman. He was a captain already. Yeah, he was, a, he captain was a captain already, already. But they wanted him to be the helmsman that took the Enterprise out. And he didn't think that his character would have taken a demotion yeah. to to do that. So I mean, yeah, why no. would they write his well, character wrong. to do that? So 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 they go, screw you. We're gonna have your non-existent daughter. Yeah, we're oh, just wait, gonna no. give you. Yeah, this you have a daughter family. now. Yeah, 
I did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that. I know they wanted to have a Sulu at the helm to take the Enterprise out. There's been a Sulu at the helm for, you know, 30 years now on the Enterprise, pretty much, except for the last movie. But it just, it just, it didn't, I didn't, it didn't sit well with me. Well, okay. So, so I don't know when the last movie ended, but it sounded like there was another, there was a few more years involved. Um, of Enterprise. So there was quite a few years of no Sulu at the helm. No, no. While, the last movie was their last mission. They were about to mothball the Enterprise. Were they? Yes. Yep. Which doesn't okay. make sense either because they just built that fucking ship. It was only six years old. Why build a ship and then fucking retire it after six years? Uh, because they wanted to have a new ship. I guess so. And I've never liked the design of the Excelsior class, dude. It looks like it looks like um, it looks like uh, a throwback to Spock's uh, robe, you know, with the tubes in the center. Yeah, I just it's you know it's got that ridge. It's like it's like they it's like they went, hey, let's go get a vacuum tube. Oh, you know, or what, a dryer you, vent. So you talked about ridge. That reminded me. You said the word ridge. I want to talk about the ridges of the Klingons because I'm going to be 100 percent honest here. The next generation version of Klingons is the best version of Klingons ever. It's better than Discovery. I agree with that. It's better than than the original series, like, and it's better than the first six movies, which are very similar, but there's a little bit of difference. I I honestly think the aesthetics of that Klingon are better. It's not just me being nostalgic; it's me taking an objective look at the new Klingons. The old Klingons and the old, old Klingons and going, yeah, this one's just better. Oh, I can't stand the new Klingons. Oh, my God. They're just, mm, no, stupid. They look dumb. They look, I can't say the word that I want to use to describe what they look like, but that's what they look like. Are they left-handed? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, indeed, they are. Perfect. All right. <laughs> word has been described. No, I agree. I, I don't like the new Klingons at all. And you you can see some similarities between the movie Klingons, especially in, in Star Trek VI, but there was a reason for that, and the next generation Klingons, though the background movie Klingons are, are much more similar to the next generation Klingons. So in the last movie, uh, Christopher Plummer asked that his Klingon makeup be less or more subtle so that he could, you know, express through facial expressions and he didn't want the mm. Klingon hair. And so that was, that was his mm. actor. So that's prerogative. why he got the little, um, he got the little ponytail yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can, I mean that that's the difference there, but yeah, I agree. The, the next generation Klingons are probably the, the best version of the Klingons. I'm glad you agree. And so, I didn't have to go on a rant to try to change your mind. No, that's good. So why, why is Starfleet, and you, you brought this up in the pod crawl, why is Starfleet so inept about uh, building ships that they <laughs> insist on taking them out before like anything is installed? <laughs> well, I'm going to guess it has something to do with TMZ. That's my guess is that they needed Kirk. They wanted they, Kirk. This was the day they could get Kirk. Yeah, I mean, but it, it didn't like, sound like he had anything going on. Like, so he well, probably just lied to him being Kirk. Yeah. He's like, ah, I've got I'm busy a on of, Tuesday. Uh, I'm busy on Tuesday. Andorian, Can we push it three days? An Andorian and an Orion hooker coming over on, <laughs> on Wednesday. So can we push it to, you know, the week before? They're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Well, and why yeah. don't they have any other fucking ships around Earth at any fucking time? It always seems like the Enterprise is the only fucking ship around Earth at that time. Well, no, no, the, there's other ships, but they're in le they're in less states of repair. Well, okay, yeah, like so yeah. in the next generation, it makes because every time in, in that universe it makes more sense, right? Because the fleet was wiped out by Wolf three five nine, or at Wolf three five nine by that, the Borg. That happened that's, later on in in the next generation that's in, series. Well, yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. In, TNG, in the next generation, yeah. it makes sense, but it, here. It, it doesn't. doesn't. Well, no. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so every for some strange reason, every time Scotty is in space dock, 
none of the starships work. <laughs> he took all the D batteries out. Yes, yes. He goes around and he's like, I'm just here to look around. And he steals all the D batteries out of every ship. <laughs> so, Scott, he's fucking sabotaging Starfleet. He, wa- he wants to be felt useful. <laughs> and that's probably true because when he ended up in the Dyson sphere in fucking Next Generation, he was less than useful. So I could, I could see Scotty doing that, fucking sabotaging other ships so that he's like, like Scotty, we don't know what's wrong with this ship either. Hey, I'll be right there. And he's like, pulls out the D batteries and pops them in. Hey, there you go, laddie. I'm a miracle I worker. I fixed it. Well, he was kind I of useful in this movie, though. Of course, that's because his role was originally Spock. Yeah, barely useful. Well, he did come up with a theory that using the deflector dish... To simulate a photon torpedo would open a gap, gap up in the space wave and they could fly out. Yeah, that was some pretty high level thinking for um, Scotty. Again, what it was supposed to be shields. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Scotty becomes useful in TNG too. He figures it out. All right, what do we use the shields, buddy? And the fucking hold the doors open so the Enterprise can get out and then they can just beam us aboard before it crushes us. Arr. Because I wouldn't did have he a turn into a pirate. Yeah, he did. He turned into a pirate. He turned into a pirate when he spent fucking eighty years in a goddamn transporter. Okay. Darn, matey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the pirate accent came from. I really don't. Like my shitty wow. Scottish accent morphed into a pirate accent, and I don't know why. And I'm going to be honest. I'm a little freaked out. Yeah, you might seek help for that. <laughs> I might need to. Wow. <laughs> so I'm on the fence on the data emotion chip comedy hour. Oh, well, that get they off pushed the fence. This. Get off the fence. Okay. Like, just Wh- pick which, a side. Which side? Which side? No, do I want, no, go? no, I don't want him to be on the fence on this. I need him to pick a hard side. Like, what are you for or against data? Having emotions. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm for Data having emotions. I am against the way they portrayed him experiencing his first emotions. They, they made him into the comic relief of the movie. And I think that really, I think that was detrimental to his experience of having emotions for the first time. Well, he that wasn't the first time he had emotions. Yeah, because didn't he have the chip put in? No. no. The, he uh, Lore was uh, baiting him with it. But he was also sending out some sort of positronic ray wave thing that fucking gave data emotions. Do you not remember him enjoying choking the shit, just going full BDSM uh, on the Borg? God, what is your deal with BDSM right now? I don't remember that. And he had said that this is the first time. Rob, I want to put you in a gimp suit and just have you in the corner. And every once in a while, like, we'll unzip the mask and be like, all right, say something. And try not to fuck it up. And then inevitably you'd fuck it up when we zip the, the mask back up. That went to that a weird, fun? dark place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You two, weirder than my pirate accent. I, I You two really yeah. need to um, yeah. really need to reflect and gain some perspective on your lives. <laughs> <laughs> because I think something's gone wrong somewhere. Maybe your, maybe your uh, diet you habits have, have changed. or You have no idea. You have no idea, sir. But no, I don't remember him. I don't remember him doing that. And, and in the movie, he said, this is the first time that, you know, I've experienced emotion. So I'm, I'm kind but of. Have you not? Do you not remember? Uh, it was the Hugh episode the Hugh, where uh, it was the two parter. Where uh, uh, it was data. I remember that. Those or episodes. Not, or it was lore. Yeah. And that's when he was he choked a shit and he was like, got scared because he's like, oh, my God, I like this. Like, I enjoyed killing this Borg. Yeah, I don't remember that part. Yeah. So they're they're being inconsistent with the character, too. Yeah, I just don't like the way they wrote him having emotions in this movie. I'm all for Data having emotions. I thought that it worked well in, in some, some of the later movies. I just uh, I didn't like it in this one. Yeah, it was a little grating. Uh, I thought so. At the time, I thought it worked because I was just so excited that he finally had emotions. No, I did like I did like that they brought back like the first. Uh, they did a callback to the first episode. 
yeah, yeah where he was like oh, the far yeah. count yeah the far point yeah. count yeah yeah uh so i think i just was really excited like back in 94 95 when this came out that that he had emotions like finally jesus uh but yeah uh, it's probably a little grating uh as i sat there the torpedo scene was really hard to watch uh where where uh Blindy McBlindkins, God, what's his name? LaForge. Or unless unless you're uh you know, McDowell, and then it's LaForge. <laughs> I don't know. That, that, I like Blindy McBlindkins. I do too. Uh uh with the episode or the episode, the, the scene with them like fiddling around with the fucking torpedo at first, it was kind of funny where he was talking to Mr. Tricorder and then when things started to go wrong and he was just laughing like a fucking hyena, I'm like, Jesus, just fucking shut him off and beam him back. What the fuck is going on now, here? Was, oh, yeah. Well, and, they, and, couldn't, they couldn't beam. There was that dampening field. But what, was there some CGI involved yeah. with his face? Yeah, they did some, yeah. some stretching out or whatever. Face morphing okay. or some, some they yeah. shot spent morphing. The yeah. Budget, yeah, they spent the budget uh, for the champagne scene on, on his, stretching on his, his face, face out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> hey, um, so how come seat belts aren't needed in spaceships? Jesus anymore? fucking Christ! Star Trek oh, has a seat belt fucking problem. Yeah, God, I mean, uh, like that is one thing. So that is one thing that I that I liked that I like about the new Star Trek, the the Kelvin timeline, uh, is yeah. that they have they have those restraints straps. You know, yeah, that, that straps or over, something. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Great. You you know this is gonna happen. You're gonna get in trouble. Let's not protect our dudes. Let's let them just fly around the ship. I all really over the wanted place. to see Riker. <laughs> and I like Riker, but I really wanted to see him just take a header through the fucking view screen. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, when he was on that uh, yeah. when he was on that uh, sliding captain's chair. Yeah, and it <laughs> just stopped, yeah. and he just went fucking head first, flying like yeah. goddamn Superman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like and I like Riker, but I was like, "Fuck it! I mean, if we're gonna go full dumb here, let's just like full left-handed. Like, let's just have him fly through the view screen for fuck's sake. It's just stupid." Yeah. I do like that they actually started using actual spherical shock waves. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Showing. Well. Yeah. I guess it was spherical. Yeah. You were questioning that. You know what a sphere well, is, right? It's like a three-dimensional circle. Right, yeah. But then I was also thinking about uh I was thinking about the ribbon. I was like, well, the ribbon wasn't spherical, but then I was like, oh yeah, that's just a Yeah, that's a ribbon. Little, that's an yeah, energy a little, ribbon, not a fucking Yeah, a little anomaly yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Which how does it I, I guess it's on this big giant like loop um orbit around the universe because it comes yeah. through the area every 39 years. Yeah, well, that, that wouldn't be the whole universe. So, yeah. I mean, I, like Rob, how big and, do you think the universe knows. is? But yeah, but thirty nine years—it's it, got to be bigger than thirty nine years worth. Well, it's not, that's moving. what I'm saying. Did they say it fucking orbited the universe? Yeah, it says it yeah. passes through this sector every thirty nine years, which okay, but means that's the galaxy, it goes, not the universe. Okay, universe, galaxy, but still thirty nine years—that's well, it's traveling pretty fucking fast. Like it, what, like what's it going? What's it circling? The the. God the planet? giant black hole at the fucking middle of the galaxy because we destroyed God because he wanted oh, a starship and right. we were like fuck no. Oh, that's and right. He imploded into himself into a black hole because when TNG comes around, that's what it is—a giant black hole in the middle of the galaxy. Because they're like, yeah, Star Trek Five was kind of left-handed. We're not going to fucking uh, we're like well, let's just not talk about it. Yeah. So. <laughs> The the distances and the speeds and the times that they had in this movie were very, very inconsistent and very, very off. So like the uh, 11 second uh, probe. Yeah. So like the probe that that went from the planet (laughs) to the sun in 11 11 seconds seconds. Uh would have been flying faster than the speed of light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think it would have a better launch mechanism than what it had. And the two seconds that the Enterprise had to blow a hole in Lursa and Bay. Oh no 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 no! It's two Riker seconds. It's two Riker seconds. Yeah, two Riker seconds, which is like he's got forever. He's got to get up and he's got to he's got to he's got to he's got to pose. He's got a mug for the camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then say fire. 
No, 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 he didn't say it like that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. My bad. How do you say Fire. it? There you go. Like that. There, there it is. you go. Yeah, it was like with conviction. Like he was, was pissed. Like, like he wanted that photon torpedo to do things to fucking Larissa and Bator. Yeah, and he said, what, uh, target their um, power or something? Well, he didn't say, he didn't say, don't blow it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause they blew it the fuck up. They, they blew it. One torpedo. Yeah. Well, it was a tiny ship. It's a 20 year old. It's a 20 year old bird of prey is what they said. So it's out of commission. Like it's, it's done its thing. It's a small, and we know that birds of prey only do about 13, 14 fucking crew. So yeah. So those ships are tiny. I mean, they were tiny compared to the constitution class compared to a galaxy class. I mean, they're like a shuttle almost. Yeah, they but birds get of away prey seem to be able to fuck up Enterprise ships pretty easily. Yeah, well, you know, when you have a mole in the system and you can get past their shields, um, apparently after shields, the plating is uh, paper thin. So Kirk's the 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 horse that Kirk was riding was a beautiful horse. I mean, I enjoyed the Kirk scenes. I really enjoyed the Kirk scenes. This felt like a fucking TNG episode, except for most of the scenes with Kirk. So it started out like a Star Trek movie. And then it switched over to the TNG side and it felt like a TNG episode. And then when they went back to the Nexus, it kind of felt like a movie again. This is the only one of the movies that I felt actually played like a movie. Now that doesn't mean I wasn't insanely disappointed with it when it came out. And upon reflection, some, uh, 25 years later, it's really not that bad. Uh, I think I was disappointed at the time because there was no, I wanted more interaction between both crews. Right. Yeah. They kind of hyped it. If I remember correctly, they kind of hyped it up that, Oh, it's two crews in the same movie. Yeah, um, well, it was both it, captains. Well, both captains, both captains are going to fight side by side, you know, and we got and 10 was, minutes of Kirk being Kirk and yeah. it didn't even make sense. It was basically three geriatric fucks trying to fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it was. It was like a fucking free for all brawl at the fucking uh, tapioca night in the cafeteria at the old folks home. It was fucking dumb. It was just silly because Kirk is it, Kirk is the fighter, and I guess that makes a little bit of sense. But he's 110 at this point. Fucking uh, uh, Malcolm McDowell's a fucking 110, and fucking Sir Patrick Stewart. Like he's not the fighting type. That's not the captain he was. Right. He wasn't the Russian headstrong. He was the I'm going to outthink you and outmaneuver you because I'm smarter than you, which is why I like him a lot. Kirk's the derp derp. I'll go be with my fist. Boop in your face and I'll win and I'll fuck your wife. Whoop a doop a doop. Where's the rock? I need to hit you on the head with the rock. Right. It was just, oh, God, I hated that whole scene. I thought Picard going down there, it was going to be a little bit different. And it wasn't. I was, oh, I, I wanted more. I really, really, really just wanted more of, of, of like the handoff, right? Like we didn't get a handoff for the series because the series were so far apart. And I get the movies were kind of far apart too, but well, they really weren't, there was, but they weren't right. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it was the like last movie, years. no, it was, it was uh, three years before this, that undiscovered country came out. Undiscovered country was 91. And that's even worse. Like it should have been, there should have been a handoff and there should have been a story that brought, uh, the crew of the original Enterprise into the future. They tried. I would have been okay with some. Tr- <sighs> they tried. They was, couldn't. They couldn't make it plausible. They couldn't make it believable. Then fuck. Look, if Sulu was that big of a, I am a star. And I am the captain. And the captain was fine. Fuck it. Right around that. Fucking Sulu died. Here's his daughter. Except get somebody who's a little bit hotter because I was all right with. I like that would have been fine. I would have been like cool. Sulu's daughter's hot. <laughs> so that's the that's, of, that's your the criteria is, for replacing characters that the replacement yeah. is hot. Fuck yeah, yes, because like, this should well, be the criteria for every movie. Well, if you're gonna replace Tony Stark old, in the MCU, fucking replace him with a hot chick. And okay, Tanya so Stark. The age, the age that she was, she he had to have had her before he became captain, right? 
which they were always together. You know, so he never had a family. So are you saying that she is the secret love child of Sulu and Kirk? I'm not saying that. You're saying that. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Can we talk for just a second how Deanna Troy is such a smoke show? Yes. Yes, we can. And, And fucking Dr. Crusher. She was a smoke show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! I forgot. I wasn't. How I wasn't they as. Were. I wasn't as uh, wild about Gates McFadden as I was Marina uh, Oh, Marina Sirtis. Look, man, then you've never like. Have you not dated a redhead? Did you never date a redhead no, back I have. in the day? Well, then you should know. Like, if you know, you know. I I, guess you I, know. I don't know that that holds true for every redhead. Well, look, look in look look in McFadden's eyes. <laughs> and tell me that that doesn't hold true. Oh, it absolutely does. This got awkward. <laughs> Just now, this whole fucking episode's been awkward. Yeah. So how, I got two other things. How does the, uh, I don't understand the time travel in this thing. Yeah, nobody how the does. Hell, yeah, how the hell do you go back to a planet that the ribbon hasn't even touched yet and just warp back well what happened to the picard that was already there and hadn't been swallowed up by the ribbon yet well i uh, think that maybe this it's fucks, it's his brain it, maybe it's alter- it, this whole thing's an alternate timeline and it's all kinds of fucked up because they're all wearing different uniforms throughout the whole fucking movie yeah if there there's a there's a reason for that but i'm yeah. wearing a ds9 episode yep uh fucking uh uh yeah so uniform so I posted, i'm wearing a fucking voyager uniform uh, fucking this guy's wearing a t and g uniform like nobody yeah. knows what the fuck's going on so i posted a picture um in our channel there that th- there's a picture of what they wanted the uniforms to be right they ran out of time or they didn't no, work no the the director <laughs> nixed it Oh yeah, that's Why? what it was. The director didn't like them, um, but they wanted. Was it the producers or the the Paramount wanted new uniforms? So basically, for the, the movie. Di- the director decided to start transitioning the crew over to the uh, DS Nine and Voyager uniforms. So the and it should be a hard, look. I, I've never been in the military, so I don't know. But I would imagine that when the military wants to roll out new uniforms. They just roll out the fucking new uniforms. It's not like a slow transition. Where, okay, guys. No, there's uh, a transition. Ca- casual Friday. Casual Friday. It's wear your old uniform day. There's there's typically a transition. There's just too many people to roll it all out at once. On so a ship so of a thousand have, people? Well, but I mean, you figure Starfleet's doing this across Starfleet. So Right, but they dude, all have it's replicators. It's a replicators. Yeah. Well, I know. But putting the re- replicators aside, I don't know. Well, you can't eventually all the crew members went make over everything. To, <laughs> eventually, they print the shit. Eventually, all the crew members <laughs> went over to the the DS Nine style turtle. Yeah, and they look like they're uncomfortable and hot as fuck. Well, so a bunch of wool. Riker and Worf, yeah. or no, Riker and Jordy's DS Nine uniforms weren't even theirs. They weren't made for them. So no, they Jordy, were made for uh, what? Uh, so Jordy uh, Garrett was Wang. Uh, using yeah. uh, column. Colin, uh, oh fuck, uh, Colin Meany, yeah, or Meany. Cole Meany, Cole Meany, yeah. Cole Meany, yeah. yeah, whatever the fuck, uh, Chief O'Brien, 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 yeah, O'Brien. So he was using O'Brien's uniform, and Riker was using uh, Cisco's uniform, and yeah. Cisco's uniform didn't quite fit him, so he had to roll up the sleeves, which looked stupid. I couldn't stand. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with his sleeves? Why are they so short?" <laughs> oh, it looked like shit. Yeah, like this is. This was, again, it's a Star Trek movie that was hastily thrown together. Yes. And it it suffered because of it. It's still fun. I still think it's one of the better ones. Uh, there's it's, a lot of nostalgia that goes along with it, but it's eh, not bad. It's middle of the pack for me. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you a Star Trek question real quick. Mm-hmm. Which engineer would you want? Would you want Scotty? Would you want... And not Spock. All right. You got to pick Scotty. <laughs> no, I want Spock. <laughs> no, you can't have him. Uh, uh, he's Scotty, a science officer. He's not an engineer. Uh, as McDowell says, Le Forge. As, no. he, as he whispers it creepily in his ear, Le yeah. Forge. So I would take uh, Le Forge if I had the choice between Le Forge and Scotty. No. But I well, would no, take. Oh, no, there's more. Oh, there's, there's more. more. There's okay. O'Brien. 
Would you rather have Chief O'Brien uh, or or would you rather have uh, Bolana? Uh, I'd want Bolana. Yeah, Bolana, fucking hot. Yeah, I take I I, I take uh, I, I I begrudgingly I would take uh, O'Brien because I don't Bolana can't either fix shit. Uh, which is just fun to look at. So I, I would take I take Chief O'Brien. He can fix anything. Nah, I think I think LaForge is a better engineer than O'Brien. And if there's a problem with the transporter, you call O'Brien too. And he he fix, fixes yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Where like if you're well, stunned, you gotta be like, also, hey, Spock, hey, oh, matey, I need you to come down and fix the transporters. <laughs> and <laughs> O'Brien also, you know, he was he he was good at tactical at one point. He flew oh, yeah. the ship at one point. Oh I yeah, mean, fucking uh, Coleman or the uh, O'Brien. Holy shit! Like he, he has a everywhere. background in like yeah. just fucking killing Cardassians. That was his. That was his. The backstory on him during the Cardassian War. He was like a fucking butcher. So good on him. I'm all like I'm even more in fucking O'Brien's camp now. What's Bolana going to do? Fall in love with the dopey helmsman and have a baby? Dumb. So I'm still of the opinion that you do not let Deanna drive. <laughs> She's no. not very good. No, no. It's not only in this movie. I think there's long. another movie that she fucks up a ship driving Wait, too. Isn't, wouldn't, wouldn't it make more sense for, for Data to drive? Well, he was driving at the end when they were crashing on the planet. Yeah, he was like, he said, I got to yeah. get the oh, fucking shit. thrusters going so we don't just yeah. plow face first. Yeah, but why didn't they just have him drive the first time? So you guys want a, you guys want a, a quick and fun uh, uh, Deanna Troy story? I, I may have said this before on the show. Let's hear it. Okay. So apparently uh, the actress who plays uh, Deanna Troy. Rena Sirtis. Marina Sirtis. She was in, let's just say, like a, a, a Skinamax. It's not an X-rated movie. It's more of a Y-rated movie, maybe. I don't know. Whatever they fucking call it. Like soft porn. Okay. Uh, at, at a Trek convention back in the uh, mid-90s, uh, <laughs> somebody had a copy of this movie. And they were in line. To, to, for the meet and greet and get the autograph and they handed her the movie that she is topless in uh, and doing, you know, some things that you probably would never see her do again. And she got very, very, very upset and made a scene and like threw the movie and kicked the guy out. It was uh, <laughs> hilarious is what it was. Yeah. So there's your Marina Sirtis story. Super hot, but man, don't let her know you've seen her tits because she does not like that. Or maybe she just doesn't like to sign the movie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess being in her shoes, I might feel the same way. I don't know if my wang's out there and somebody's like, hey, man, I really like your wang. Can you sign this for me? Sure. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> Enjoy my wang. Rob, Enjoy would you look through your archives and <laughs> would I'm you already like on an it, dude. Would you like an autographed copy of my Wang? No. Oh, <laughs> whoa, wait. I thought I was looking for Marina Sirtis. I don't no, care no, which no, one no. you're looking for. They no, no, no. both might be out there. I want the I want the I want the Wang pictures. I want to get that signed. Wait. I knew what I Harry, knew what Jason wanted. Harry Wang? What? Uh, you want Harry Wang? Garrett Wang? I'm sorry. Garrett Wang? Did you oh, say Harry Wang? Harry, Wait, Harry Kim. Yeah, Harry I, Wang? I, have, I, went, I went two different <laughs> ways there. That's a Freudian slip again. Of no, the no, because he played the highest level. <laughs> Gary Garrett yeah, Wang no, plays Harry, Wang, Harry dude, Kim. I got you. I got yeah. you. I got you. Yeah. <sighs> so the the seventh movie you want to watch is Thor. <laughs> oh God damn it! It's too late. It's too late. Harry Wang. <laughs> So oh apparently, given given to his own devices, Picard will get busy. Do you see oh, how many yes. fucking children he had? He, well, well, it's because he time traveled, and back then, um, to the time that he traveled to, uh, you had to have a lot of children because they didn't live to be very old. Wait, what? Because, dude, what the, the fuck the, are you talking about? 
Because when he went into the Nexus and all that kind of fun stuff, the, the house that he was in was all like 18th century English. So Victorian style, yeah. They still yeah, have Vic- Victorian style now. I'm sure they'll have Victorian style in the future. No, no, no. I no? like to think that he went back that far because that was his happy place. So his chateau in Picard was still in the style, uh, in the chateau style of France uh, from way not back Not near when. as heavy. Not near as heavy. What are you talking about? It wasn't about? as heavy what, handed. They, they, it was a fucking, they moved it. That house in Picard was originally built in France and they moved it fucking years and years ago to California. No, I'm saying it. Oh, yeah. Well, the set dressing wasn't near as uh, heavy handed as it was in this. I mean, they neither were wearing- is his accent. His accent is fucking English. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, I am going to take my bottle and I'm just doing this. Going to look for Harry Wang. We, we no, know. I just threw we know. the bottle in the trash <laughs> and it didn't explode. Uh, you know, uh, space. Hey, I got right, a question so, for you, Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Harry Wang? I love Harry Wang. Do you like Harry Wang? <laughs> Harry Wang, Harry Wang. <laughs> oh, shit. shit. Uh, Crowley, question. Yes, yeah. Is Star Trek Generations more sci fi than 112263? Uh, well, there's time travel uh, in this, and it's done about as haphazardly as it was in 112263. But what saves this movie is there's some photon torpedoes, some starships, some lasers. Uh, uh, and some really fast moving fucking missiles. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Trek Generations, uh, more sci fi than 112263 or whatever Harry Wang fucking Rob's trying to find. <laughs> hey, Rob. Is your, is your haiku called Ode to Harry Wang? <laughs> no, it's called Fuck You Crowley Part 17. <laughs> Uh, Rob, you got a haiku for us this week? I do. Uh, this one is titled Data's Fetish. <laughs> there is, yeah. All right, so Data's Fetish. Life forms, where are you? You precious little life forms. Oh, shit, I'm scared now. <laughs> That's kind of funny, but not really as funny as Harry Wang. It would have been funnier if you didn't have Harry Wang on your mind. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Rob, sometimes the podcast gold that you shit out is I'm amazed by. But we hand you a nugget of gold. You like to throw it over your shoulder because later on you're going to just shit something out that's so much better. And, and then I'm going to smear it all over the bathroom <laughs> stall. Oh, <God>. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> All right, Matthew, I'm looking for that Harry Wang. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, was that, was that Scottish or was that pirate? I, I don't that was, know. That was Pirate I'm, Scotty. It's Pirate Scotty looking for Harry Wang. <laughs> I hear he's a miracle worker too, Arr. <laughs> Arr. No one else is going to be laughing at this but us. Everyone else listening to this is going, what, what the fuck, fuck are these idiots on? Oh, <laughs> god damn. All right. Any final thoughts? <laughs> no. No. Everybody, Harry Wang Chung tonight. I don't know. I got nothing. That's it. In the fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we can top Harry Wang. No, no, there's no top of that. I thought it. W- I thought we couldn't top the whole cock slip <laughs> a couple of episodes ago from Rob, but he has outdone himself with the Harry Wang Freudian slip. All right. Well, next week we are going to continue getting sauced as we uh, review Star Trek First Contact. This is the movie where the Borg travel back in time intent on preventing Earth's first contact with an alien species. 
Captain Picard and his crew pursue them to ensure that Zephram Cochran makes his maiden flight reaching warp speed. This one is directed by your boy Frakes and stars all the TNG regulars. Next week, Summer of Star Trek continues with First Contact. I think this is probably a better movie than this one. I hated this movie. Did you really? Yep. Uh, I didn't like how they portrayed Zephram Cochran. Um, and if you if you've seen the original series where uh, they they run into Zephram Cochran, you'll understand why he was basically a Boy Scout. I didn't like the whole. Uh, wait, wait, no, wait. Is this the one where they're? Yeah, first contact. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like. I didn't like the whole time travel thing. I'm so sick of fucking time travel, and I was sick of it then. I'm sick of it now. Uh, as some kind of fucking story crutch. Uh, not, not. And I didn't like the character uh, that was played by what's her name, the one that Picard was fucking ferrying around, and then she was calling him on his fucking genocidal bullshit against the Borg. Uh, I, I can't remember her name either. I, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. I, I thought that character was fucking shallow as shit. I thought, uh, I like, look, the Borg are hey, invaders. save it. Save oh it for next God, week. I hate, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> That's got it for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cam Bopod. Crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord. On Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon. For this week, I'm Jason. Harry Wang here. Can we? I couldn't wait until you feel he got done. I want a Harry Wang tier for the Patreon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> However, I I am I am going to go ahead and watch um, Blind Date. Uh, that's the uh, porno that uh, Marina Sirtis was in. Uh, Are you putting it in the channel right now? I don't know what you're talking about. I will talk oh, to you next week. Yeah, I did. <laughs>